Welcome to Connected, a podcast with Jess. That's me. Connections are the secret to a whole life. Recognizing the connections between us and within us, mind, body, and soul, reveals the fullest potential of our humanity. Join me as I discover what connects us to each other and to ourselves. Your mind, body, and soul were not meant to live disconnected from each other. Putting all the beautiful parts of you into one breathtakingly whole experience is what you deserve. As a life coach, I work to support your story. Together, we can set free the story of you. I bring guests onto my show so that you can hear powerful stories of other women all across the world. I want you to see how profoundly important living and telling stories is. I understand what it feels like to live under expectations and programming that are not aligned with who you are. I learned to write my own story in my year of Jess, and I want to guide you as you write the story of you. Your beauty, power, and value are already in there, in you. It's time to rise into it and uncage the limitless experience that is you. You've been held back for far too long. It's time, time to take your pen back and write the story of you. If this makes your heart leap even just a little bit, let's talk. You can find out more about working with me on my website at jessicatravis.com. I hope to hear from you soon. back to the Connected Podcast. I am, oh, I'm super excited about um, my guest today. Um, I get the privilege of chatting with Athena. Athena is, um, (laughs) we discovered each other in our coaching school through Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And um, we wouldn't have found each other had we not been purposely matched together as what we called coaching buddies. Where we get we got a chance to kind of work through, um, you know, our our whole coaching strategy, how we um, spend time with our clients, and so we were able to be each other's clients um, during this time and learn together. And what we discovered was connection after connection after connection. So really, Athena is the perfect guest for me to have on this podcast because. We went from never would have found each other to, um, I believe, will be lifelong friends. And Absolutely. so <laughs> I, I am so excited to share Athena's story with you today because um, I just think she's a beautiful soul, but her story is one that, um, that I know that those of you listening are going to find yourself in. So welcome, Athena. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> well, um, we we have this beautiful privilege. We just decided that we were going to keep meeting after we were done with our school. And so we meet twice a month um, to just talk about our business, talk about life, talk about our kids, our families, you know, things like that. And um, and so I've I I have a uh, from from across the United States, I'm on one coast and you're on the other. But we have um, we have learned a lot about each other along the way. But um, but I do have a question for you as we get started, as I do with all of my guests. And um, Athena, instead of me telling the world who you are, I would love for you to do that. So who are you? Mm. Such a big question, and I knew it was coming. Because <laughs> you might listen to my so. podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's always hard to kind of think about who are you? So, um, I mean, who I am has evolved a lot um, many times through the years. Um, I'm definitely not the same person I was 20 years ago or even two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But at my core, I've always been an easygoing, kind, and loving person. Um, I'm friendly, I'm compassionate, I'm curious, you know, and I have this love of meeting people and connecting with people and just, you know, like you, I love learning about mm. people's stories. Um, I am a mom to two really amazing girls and uh, they're the loves of my life. Um, yeah. They've... They've been such my my greatest teachers, my my friends. Like they're just really great kids, you know. And I I feel truly blessed um, for them. And how old are and, they? Uh, my oldest is nineteen. <laughs> Think about it. I'm like I can't believe my baby is nineteen, <laughs> right? and she's uh, going into her sophomore year at college. And my baby is thirteen, and she's going into eighth grade. Oh. So yeah, it's it's a different, you know, when you get older, it's kind of different. Like you move from having to do everything for them to actually enjoying being yeah. in their, you know, just hanging out and being right. in their presence and just learning from them and talking and just, you know, you don't realize how much these kids really, I think people underestimate how smart and intelligent kids yeah. really are. They really, I go to them for a lot of things that, you know, just learning about, you know, yeah. what their lives are like, you know, so it's, it's really, it's, it's an awesome relationship that I have with them. Well, and that this is one of those areas where we really connect because I have two daughters and, and we're, yeah. uh, mine are just a tad bit older um, than yours, but um, I don't know about you. <laughs> I go to them a, a lot for things that are newer to me in this world mm -hmm. than, um, than I have the framework for. Um, yep. they've taught me a lot about social media, how to take a good mm -hmm. selfie, <laughs> like <laughs> all those things that they're just innately wired for and, uh, yes. they have to help mom along. So, <laughs> yes. And when I learn new slang, like I'll say it and they'll crack up. Like it sounds so funny coming from mom saying these slang words, yeah, yeah, that yeah. They, you know, so sometimes I'll, I'll bust out a slang word and they'll just crack up and laugh at me, but it, it's fun. Right. Like, don't, don't you relish in that moment where you say something, they're like, what does that mean? Like I, for a while yeah. I was using the word woman in a lot of my context with the W O M S. And to be more inclusive, and you know, there's a whole thing around that. But 
the girls kept saying to me, you're spelling that word wrong, mom. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. It means this, this, and this. And she's like, they're, they, they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And um, yeah. so I felt like I just had a little moment there of, I know something you don't know. You don't know? <laughs> yes, because they do know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, but yes, so, it's like one of the best relationships you could ever have. I'm yeah. just, I feel really grateful to be close with my girls. Yeah. I do. I feel really grateful for that. I, I feel like raising girls is a lot like raising, you know, your friends. Like you get to raise these little people into becoming your friends for life. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't, I didn't have the privilege of raising a boy, so I don't know the difference between the two, but, um, but I do feel like I raised, um, two women who, um, who I get to, to be friends with the rest of my life. So yeah. that's pretty, pretty powerful. What about, yeah. um, Okay, so you you are in this new transition with your daughters. Um, these ages are definitely you're feeling that shift of, you know, relationally um, moving into a new sphere with them. And mm-hmm. prior to us getting on this call, you and I had talked a little bit about um, trans transitions versus transformation. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of your story involves both finding life transitions as well as transformation in those mm-hmm. transitions. And, um, you know, or, or maybe I didn't leave you enough room here to tell more about who Athena is. Did I skip no, some no, of that? I mean, I'm just realizing. Know, but I mean, I mean, it kind of ties into, you know, my story, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say like, you know, my curious nature really and, and love of connecting and helping and supporting people kind of led me to becoming a life coach. Um, but it did, it took me a long time to get here. So, so talk to me about, um, kind of at whatever beginning you want to go back to, um, in, you know, identify for us some of those, um, points of life transition that you had, which I know many of us have had, but for you, some of these life trans transitions became, pivotal moments for life life Mm -hmm. transformation and so start where you want to with your story and let's just talk about you yes I guess really like I was thinking about this like where does my story start right like I think back to when I first started at IBM um I was like I wasn't one of those kids who graduated high school knowing what I wanted to do um I chose a business school to go to because it helps you gain skills that'll help you get a job. And so that's what my focus was. I didn't know what that job was going to be. I just knew like I wanted to go in a direction that would help me, you know, have a, a professional career. And I ended up getting an internship at IBM at 20 and not long after graduation, they hired me. So 20 year old kid, um, making new friends, working in an area like I had never, you know, even expected to be you know and um right off the bat I was in I was put into an area where it was challenging so I think I had to learn it was one of those things where you had to like sink or swim Mm -hmm. and I had to learn really hard and fast and quick and I think that was probably the best introduction into this because it kind of gave me the foundation that I would need to be able to be quick on my feet and you know, be able to learn how to, to manage things. And so it was a good introduction and I was an assistant. So it was, 
it was fun. I was making friends. I was making money. I was learning a lot of new things. And, you know, it was just a really, I mean, I was in my early twenties, right? So it was a, it was a fun time. I was um, in a long-term relationship and um, so everything like kind of looked good on the surface, Mm -hmm. but then within a couple of years, I started struggling with anxiety and I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember just having like these weird pains and headaches and I was like, I I think I need to go to the hospital. Like I I didn't know what was wrong with me. And it actually took them a while. Like I actually went to two, two different times. And the second time they're like, you're having a panic attack. And they gave me a paper bag. Mm. And so I was like, I I had no, like I had never heard anything about panic and anxiety. And so I had no idea what it was. Like I did, I just didn't know what was wrong with me. I was having these headaches and I was just feeling weird. And so, you know, after kind of, being diagnosed with having anxiety or whatever they called it back then or panic. I can't remember. They actually called it something. I don't remember if it was panic or anxiety, but it's kind of mm-hmm. the same, right? Yeah. Um, and I know they wanted to put me on medication and I was really, I didn't want to be put on medication. I kind of really struggled with, yeah. with that. Um, and I started it and it just made me feel weird. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to push through. Like I just, I just kind of just pushed through it, worked through it. It took me a while. Like I, it took, I couldn't even like get in my car for at least a week and then like get in my car and drive halfway to work. And I had to turn around because I just couldn't, I couldn't function like it. So it really took me a minute to really get myself to a place where I was okay. And then, so then I kind of, I did, I worked through it and I started, you know, a new position within where I was and I was doing really well. And it was going really great. I was working for a really nice guy and, mm. you know, so it was good. And then um, I ended up getting pregnant with my Sandra. Mm. <laughs> and so that was the first, like going through pregnancy. I was 23 when I got pregnant with her. So I'd already been working for like three years. Yeah. So I had, you know, you know, the job and, you know, I wasn't married, but I was, you know, when this, we had been together since I was was like 16. So, you know, I thought this was my future. And um, so it was going well, but I was sick. I was sick a lot. Um, I lost 30 pounds when I was Mm -hmm. pregnant, which was really strange because you expect to gain weight, but I was losing weight and I had to be monitored because it's not usual to lose every, every check-in it was you know, it wasn't like, you know, two, sometimes it was like five pounds, six pounds, like every single visit I had lost. So ultimately I lost 30 pounds at the end. And I ended up, when I went into labor, I was already in the hospital for dehydration because I had gotten that sick. Mm. So I was there and, um, my water broke while I was being fed IV. So I ended up delivering, um, like two, three weeks early. Wow she was early. And so, yeah, so that, that moment having Zandra and then not having like, you know, I knew like the relationship wasn't, it wasn't what it should be. Mm -hmm. It wasn't working. And I tried, you know, and within the first year of Zandra, I was like, I can't, like, I think having Zandra gave me the courage and the strength to say, you know what, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And I can't raise my baby like this. Yeah. And so I made, you know, the very hard decision of, of leaving her father. Mm-hmm. And at the time I went and 
live with my aunt. Like I had, you know, my aunt had a big house and she also offered, you know, she was retired. So she offered to help take care of Zandra during the day. So it was, it was such a, a you know, a great, um, a great thing, you know, to have. And so along with my aunt and I had, you know, my cousins and my mom and my dad and my sister, like I just had so much family that supported me during this time because I had no idea mm. <laughs> what I was doing. Right. I mean, yeah. I felt like a kid still myself, so I had no idea. And so having my family as a support system, and I think back, like, you know, you know, not going to jump ahead, but it's like when, you know, I realized how many families struggle, like you kind of work to pay for daycare. And it's like, you know, yeah. I realized later on, like I was really very fortunate to have my family taking care of my daughter because right. it's not something that everybody gets an opportunity to have. And I didn't have that worry of, you know, are my kids safe? Like I just didn't have, like I knew my aunt, my mom, my, my cousins, like I knew she was being taken care of and she was having fun. Like she grew like she was comfortable. She was, you know, great, you know? So I didn't have that, that worry and of having to, you know, go get like, you know, having to be at a certain spot at a certain time to pick her up from daycare, take her to, like, it just, it was easy. So at that time I ended up getting a promotion because I, I, you know, I, I interviewed for a higher position job within the assistant's, um, arena and I got a promotion working for an executive and it's like we clicked right during our interview she was awesome and I really started to gain momentum and it was like wow this is really this is it like I'm I'm mm -hmm. working with some top people and um I was I, like again like in the very beginning like I had so much fun at work it was like you know I'm making friends and I'm, I'm doing really cool things and I'm having a really great time and within like a couple of years, it's like, wait a second, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having a hard time keeping up, right? So I also like not only, you know, I, I had commuted, I had like a two hour per day commute. Like I worked across a bridge and depending on the traffic that day, I could take, you know, one hour to get home or if something was wrong, I could take hours like there was times like I had friends that lived on the same side of where I worked that I would just stop and hang out until I knew the traffic had passed and so you end up feeling like you're just you're like in this cycle it's like I feel like as soon as I get home I'm going back out again it was just mm -hmm. it was so much and yeah. it was like I'm a single mom I'm dealing with the things that go on when you're trying to yeah. parent with someone else and it was, it was a struggle. And so at some point I started having this break where I'm like, something's got to give because I'm not performing well. And I didn't want to disappoint my boss because I really loved her. Like she was great and she was a great person to work for. And she, you know, we had a, mm -hmm. this mutual respect. So I really like, I knew I wasn't performing. I felt like I was being a failure. And so at some point I'm like, okay, something's got to give. And so we kind of worked through it and then we decided, okay, there is an area where I can move, I can work closer to home, but I just have to work for different people. So it was a hard decision mm, to yeah. make. And I felt like I said, I felt like a failure. I was taking a step back and, but it was really like, I was burning out mm. and I was like, maybe 26, 27. Yeah. It was, I was still really young. And I had started talking to women, like, you know, 
you know, mentors and women that I had, that had been working in the same level that I was. And I'm like, how are you doing it all? Like, I feel like I can't. And I'm like, well, they work on weekends and they're like, you know, they work overtime. So these are things that I hadn't really thought about. Right. So it was like, there's different things that they were doing. So it's like, I really was trying to fit this all in and people were also doing other things like working overtime. And so that's when it really kind of hit me like, oh, I, I don't think I really have the capacity to do all that. I'm a single mom. Like yeah. I can't do it all. Right. I mean, I have my family here, but it's like, I can't, you know, right. Completely let go, right? Well, I think, so I think that is such a, um, uh, you know, watching my daughter be a single mom is, um, it, there is so much there that I personally didn't have to, um, have to figure out, you mm-hmm. know, when, when I spent the day, I, I was fortunate enough to stay home with my kids when they were little. And, mm-hmm. um, but when I came home, I always knew that there was somebody else who was helping me out. We were, we were doing this thing together. And then on the weekends, it was both of us, there was like this relief in sight or rest in sight, whatever it was that I needed. But I wasn't at that time, I wasn't focusing on any ladder to climb. Um, Mm. I was, I, I still had somebody, you know, a partner in this, um, supporting, um, the role of parenting with me and I'm watching, you know, my daughter and I'm more aware of single moms who have this, Hey, there is no rest time. There is no shutdown. There is no share this with anyone. Um, I, and yet wanting all, all of the things, wanting to provide, wanting the emotional and nurturing connection with your child, wanting the fun and the play that's necessary too. Um, and yet needing to climb a ladder to, to do all those things, you know, it's a, it's a lot to carry. And I don't think single moms get the, the kudos and the support that they need during that time. So, uh, you know, I know you say you were so young to be burning out, but, but I can see how that would happen for you. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, I wasn't even really trying to climb a ladder. Like I didn't, like I said, in the beginning, I didn't know what I wanted to Mm. do. Like I just liked doing what I was doing and I was doing a good job. It wasn't like I was actively trying to like go up this ladder. Right. I was just very content with the work. Like I honestly loved being an assistant. Mm. I loved the work. I love supporting people. Right. And I talked to people all over the world. Like, so it was really a great, like I enjoyed it, you know, I enjoyed it, but but it, there is moments when it's like extremely hard and yeah. there's so many moving parts. And when you're working at, you know, at the levels of executives that I was working at, yeah. it's like, you really have to be on your shit. And it yeah. was like, I was starting to, like I said, I just, and so, yeah, I, I said, let me take a step back. And so for a few years, I worked closer to home. I worked for remote executives. I did a couple little projects in between and and so, you know, and then during this time, I ended up married and with now baby number two. <laughs> and, and so it, that's a whole other transition. It's like, I yeah. went from, you know, single mom to now, you know, Zandra's five, getting ready to start school, I'm married. And so now you move into the territory of being a wife and a mom of two, and you're both working and you're trying to you know, manage yeah. it all. So it was like a huge, huge transition. And, you know, 
I had done, like, I, I was single for a while. I think I needed that time because I, I was, like I said, I had started dating Zondra's father when I was in high school. So it's like becoming a mom really transformed me and mm. made me, like, that was my first transformation, I think, becoming a mom and, and really getting into the corporate life and working and everything. And then, you know, the transition into becoming a wife and a mom of two a huge transition and um and then came the job I don't even think Zaina was a year old yet when I started working for someone that would would you know become the most challenging job I ever had um and I worked for someone and I I ended up ultimately working for him for four years never met him it was remote job he traveled he traveled um all over like he just he traveled all literally all over the world he was probably gone three weeks out of every month two to three weeks so and we never we never met so our entire working relationship was virtual and it was (laughs) so you understood this virtual life much sooner than the rest (laughs) of us (laughs) yes (laughs) because for many years like I said I, I probably worked for remote people for about six years it was a long time I think I think five or six years, I feel like. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, we were, we were managing, like, you know, when you first start out, you know, you, you kind of get into this groove. So you're, you're managing, mm-hmm. right. But you're not, you know how it is when the kids yeah. are little, it's just like, you're just constantly, right. you know, working to, to just manage yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but then it ended up, you know, I ended up interviewing for this job and I actually was warned. Like people were like, don't take it. And I was like, well, I really don't have a choice. And I'm optimistic. Like I'm an optimistic person. Like I said, I'm easygoing. I usually get along well with everyone. Right. So I'm like, everybody doesn't always, you know, there's personality clashes, you know, it happens. So I always go into jobs with like an open mind and, you know, not take on the, you know, I don't want to say the baggage, but the baggage of, previous you know assistance so I said you know what let me just I actually really didn't have much of a choice right because when you're working for remote executives it's very there wasn't a lot of you know people that you can work for so and I'm like I've been around for a while at this point I knew what I was doing it wasn't like I was this brand new person I I can handle myself right so it was you know, everything and probably more because I ended up being the longest person that had stayed with him because prior to me, I don't think he kept an assistant a year. Like he had gone through a lot of changes and he ended up with me. <laughs> and <laughs> it was, the, the weird thing is, is looking back at it now, even though it was the most challenging, hard, I mean, it was toxic. I mean, I got yelled at, I got, you know, talked down to. It was just really I mean, I, at one point I ended up, I think with 31, 32, I had shingles and that's not something that happens to a young person unless you're going through a lot of stress. So it was, it was hard. And like I said, looking back now, it's like, even though it was the most challenging time of my life, I learned so much and it, you know, it ended up, I don't want to say for good, but you know, so this it just led me down a different path. Like I just started, I actually started searching for things that would help me get through this, right? Spirituality. And I ended up reading The Secret, which is a book that I had on my bookshelf. Mm. I think somebody had recommended it to me and I bought yeah, it and I, I just kind of put it away. It was a big, a, a brand new book. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so the law of attraction kind of, um, it, it intrigued me. Right. And like the whole thought of, you know, a positive mind and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, like, you know, some of the stuff, you know, I, I have this, um, like this thing, this philosophy of like, I ingest a lot of things and I may not agree with everything, but I take what resonates yeah. and I leave it, you know? So yeah. some of those things resonated with me, some of them didn't. So I kind of don't invest myself into that, but some of that stuff really did intrigue me. So I started thinking, what if I just changed the way I approach this? Right. Mm. Cause I was just, so it was just at this point, I was just down every day. It was just down. Mm. It was depressing. It was just, it was hard. Like, and I just, you know, so I started trying to change my attitude like I wasn't like I was never going to change him I wasn't going to get out of this position my manager kind of just kept me there right so it was like I was kind of felt like I was between a rock and a hard place so I just said okay I have to change my approach to this and I started just bringing more positivity to myself Mm -hmm. and standing up for myself too like I stopped taking his shit (laughs) you know so I just kind of like kind of, I don't want to say talk back, but like, I wouldn't just take it all the time. And I, and I was never nasty or anything. I, that's just not in my nature, but I kind of would be like, okay, this isn't okay. Please don't yell at me. Like little things Mm -hmm. like that, that would just say, I'm not, this is not okay. I'm not going to take this. Right. So, and I started, I did start feeling better. Like I did feel like it was helping having this positive mindset and this Mm -hmm. positive attitude towards things. And around this time, it's when I started discovering like, you know, motivational speakers and life coaches. And I remember reading, I don't know, it was a blog or something at the time. And they're like, you know, when you're looking for your life purpose or whatever the the terminology yeah. was, you know, do, do a job that, um, something that you love to do. And I thought about it. I'm like, I love talking to people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love support. Like I've always, I think when I was younger, my cousins used to call me 2020 because I used to just ask questions. Like I uh. just, was just that, like, I'm just a curious person. Like, I just, I ask these questions that people probably wouldn't even think uh, <laughs> to ask because that's just who I am. Yeah. And I'm like, I like talking to people. I like supporting people. And I thought maybe being a therapist, but I'm like, I really had no desire to go back to school at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. two kids, a husband, like, I just really couldn't imagine trying to go to school. On top of that, yeah. Yeah. And so, but then like life coaching, and I started looking into life coaching and I'm like, hmm this actually sounds kind of neat. And I kind of just said, maybe I'll do that one day. And I kind of just tucked it away mm. and kind of had like this, you know, in the back of my mind, I would do little, you know, I would, I started really getting into the, the motivational speaker and the life coaching and the, just that kind of um, community. And I started really getting more into mindfulness and that kind of thing. Cause it kind of all kind of goes hands in hands. Right. So, right. but the whole life coaching thing, I kind of just tucked away, like, yeah, maybe I'll do that one day. It really kind of appealed to me. And I just went back to my work and eventually um, he ended up leaving, um, not the company, but he ended up getting another job. So it kind of, it, it, it ended up happening where he got a new opportunity and, and ended up moving out of the country. So there was no <laughs> man was going to have to support him anymore. And looking back now, and I'm like, you know what, even though that was the hardest time in my career at that point, I learned so much and it really set me up for what was coming, right? Because I think I had to learn so many different ways of doing things, so many skills. Like I just really had to up my game, even though 
he, it was never up to par. Like I was never, I never felt good enough for him, but I knew, I knew what I was doing. So what so was it, your it, biggest it, takeaway in that time? Was it the, the ability to choose your mindset or was there a bigger it takeaway? Was, it was like learning how to be positive. Like it, it was really, it was the shifting of my mindset. It was, it changed the trajectory of my, really my life because at that, after that point, I started looking at things and being more optimistic. I was always optimistic, but it, it was it it hit a little bit different, right? Mm. And I started having more positive thoughts and just being more, I guess, secure in who I was. Mm. I really felt like I know what I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and just feeling like there's there's a a sense of, you know, knowing when you know what you're doing, you feel, you, you feel confident. And so it, and so having those, these new skills that I had to learn under fire, right. um, really gave me the confidence to, to go into the next jobs that I was in feeling good right. enough and really, you know, stepping into this next, I guess, season, <laughs> um, I think back to one of the things is I, I also learned that I didn't advocate for myself, right? Like mm. I always kind of just did my job, kept my head down, didn't want to make any waves. Like I just, I wasn't the type to complain. Like I, I kind of voiced my concerns. And when I saw that it really wasn't going to go anywhere, I kind of just shut up and just, mm. you know, kept my head down, did my work. And, and so like looking back, I realized, no, I never advocated for myself. I never advocated for better, even though I did get more confident, like I was confident in my work and I was confident in what I did and I knew I did a good job, but as far as advocating for myself and advocating for better for myself, Mm. I never did that. So there is a difference there, I think, in having confidence, but also, you know, you have to be your biggest advocate too. And I didn't do that throughout my career. So it sounds like and, that, that choosing choosing the mindset that you wanted to have and knowing you had the power to do that moved you into a new level of confidence about yourself, mm-hmm. which moved into this uh, arena of advocating for yourself, the things that you knew um, that you deserved, you know, job-wise, but also um, advocating for this is – this is absolutely okay for me to ask for this. It is well, okay. I didn't for- get there. I wasn't there yet. Like I, like I said, I, I had the confidence in my ability mm. to do things, but I didn't ask for what mm. I felt like. I didn't ask for what I should have been compensated for or mm. worth. Like you know, you would think like these gotcha. kind of things go hand in hand. Like I never advocated for more money and that kind of thing I kind of just let them say oh this is what we're going to give you I didn't push to have more I didn't push to say hey this is what I'm worth this is what I should be getting like you know what I mean Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. in that sense I didn't advocate for myself I had the confidence of being a good assistant but I didn't say hey I know I'm good so you (laughs) need to be compensated for that so there was still that disconnect there and I think I've had it throughout my whole career I never, and, and not until, and we'll get further along, but that's, that's one of the things, one of my lessons I learned is you need to advocate for yourself because no one mm. else will. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, so 
that changed and I ended up going back across the bridge. It had been quite a while. Um, but luckily, again, I ended up working for really great people. So it was like, I could breathe again. And I mean, there were, so in my job with him, I did have, it wasn't just him I supported. I also supported another woman who was kind of like my breath. Like it was mm. working, doing work for her. Like I had two people that I supported and working for her was like a breath. Like she was great. And I learned a lot with her too. Like I said, I, I learned a lot. Like I took a lot with each job that I had. I also, I, I feel like I was, I had very unique, um, positions and learned really great things along the way so I did have someone else that I worked for that was kind of really great and helped it, it helped buffer it a little bit mm. right but then when I moved back across the bridge and, and started working in Westchester again it was it was like a breath of fresh air the work was still it was still hard it wasn't easy it was actually you know you know, working in that corporate, like you're really working in the corporate environment, right? So right. you got senior VPs down the hall and you have executives all around. So it was like, this is it. Like I'm back in it mm. <laughs> and it's challenging. It's hard, but when you're working for people that are great, it makes a world of a difference. There wasn't any toxic, you know, working relationships. The people that I ended up working for were really amazing. And, um, and then I ended up working for one woman who just, she, we really, again, like I, I just had this wonderful connection with her and I worked for her for a couple of years and ended up in, and then this time in my life, my kids are older now, you know, my little one was first, second grade, my oldest is in middle school and, and we kind of made this decision that we wanted to kind of move out of New York like it was like at this point it was my husband who was like okay I need a change mm. <laughs> and you know it's hard living in New York it's expensive living in New York and you know it it starts to wear on you after a while and he was ready to, for a change and around the same time I was I was working for this amazing woman and I ended up interviewing for a job on her team and it was a remote job and so I was able to work from home. And so it allowed us to um, make that move when we moved from New York to Florida. And uh, again, a huge yeah. <laughs> going from working in a hustling, bustling office to being home. Yeah, It was like, whoa. <laughs> Nobody relates to um, that right now, by the way. No. <laughs> No, but that me, like, yeah, that would be a huge transition, especially if the the office chemistry was good. It was a good environment, and I love to talk. So I went from <laughs> I went from having people every day to talk to to like doing it online. And I used to tell my husband, I'm like, look, you're my coworker. You have to listen to me, mm. <laughs> right? Like it was like I had no one else to talk to. So. Yeah, so it was a big transformation, but the job was awesome. I ended up um, really getting great opportunities where I would never have before. Like I ended up um, working in this uh, this this job where I got to travel and mm -hmm. I got to facilitate classes to other, you know, my coworkers and my colleagues, and um, I got to go to you know Brazil and um, Bratislava and China and Japan. So it was a really cool time. And it was, it was exciting, right? So this is something I, and it's not an opportunity that a lot of people get, right? And I was an assistant for 16 years. So going from that to getting into this job and within a year, you're traveling, it was really cool. And I was wow. really, I felt really fortunate for that. 
And um, it was an awesome time. And, you know, within this, this few years, I transitioned, I did a couple different lateral move jobs. And um, after a while, though, you get to this point where I felt like what I did didn't matter anymore. And it was, mm. it was hard. Like I really, really struggled. Um, was that an environment like I, that was being created within your work environment or was that just something where you were going, this isn't, this isn't enough anymore? I, I think it was, it was the latter. Like I just felt like what I did really didn't matter. Like, mm. I just felt like I wasn't, um, it just didn't matter. Like I just, I struggled. Like I struggled feeling like, like I, like I said, I've always loved supporting people. Right. And I kind of struggled with, I didn't feel like I was supporting anyone anymore. I didn't feel like I was helping and like what I did made a difference. Like it was, it was tough. Mm. Um, but then I actually found, you know, we had to take all these classes and stuff and, you know, take education, you, you take education network. And I actually stumbled upon a coaching program in IBM. And mm -hmm. I was shocked. Like, it wasn't like I was, I, I found it by mistake. I was looking for something else and just, and me going down these rabbit holes I tend to do, yeah. I found this coaching program and I was like, oh my gosh. So I signed myself up for it, not really knowing what it was, but it was <laughs> teaching you the competencies and skills of life coaching or coaching. I didn't call it life coaching. Yeah, yeah. I called it coaching, like more like on a business sense. Right. So I enrolled myself in this. It's a, it's a, you know, a self-paced, no, it wasn't self-paced. It was a program that you can, um, um, nominate yourself to be in okay and I did it along with my job right so it wasn't like it was my it was just something extra that I kind of did right. it was a 10-week program and I learned the skills and uh, along with learning these skills and having these group meetings I also got to coach my my colleague so I was I started oh. doing this coaching at work and I liked it so much I did it a second time <laughs> and I, I kept going and then one of the main supervisors she kind of tapped me and said hey would you want to be like an apprentice and and you know supervise your own cohort and of the next wow. group of people so I was like yeah like I was extremely nervous mm. but I was like yeah I'd love to and so I I you know, I started learning. And then at this time is when I started taking Bica. Okay. So, which is our little, beautiful you coaching Academy where you and I yeah. met. Yeah. But a little bit before this, so all this stuff has started coming, like it started coming out, like I'm starting to tap into what I think I'm meant to do. My home life started falling apart mm. <laughs> and it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, and it was devastating. Yeah. And so my husband and I separated and I kind of, I moved out. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to stay. Like I, I felt like at this moment, let me just separate and let me just move so that me and the girls can kind of work through this. Right. I, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I just did not think that any healing or anything could happen with us under the same roof. Like I just knew that I had mm. to go and it, I don't know I shouldn't say I don't know I think it was the right decision at the time because it gave me that space I needed because I was still working right I have to be mm. able to function yeah. and I wasn't like I it was I can't describe the feeling of you have like this safety net and it feels like it's being ripped away from you yeah. and I just remember just feeling 
it was a feeling I never had before. And, but I had to kind of, I said, okay, I got to go. And I, I found a place. It wasn't far from here. So I just kind of moved um, within a couple of months and I, I broke down. Like after like the adrenaline of, of moving, mm-hmm. I kind of broke down for a minute and I really like, I lost it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of went through this whole period of what the hell just happened. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get to this point. It's like, how did I get here? Like, yeah. it just happened so fast that it's like, how did I get to this point? So it really, really made me have to look back at my life. Like, really look back, like mm-hmm. not just through my marriage, but through my life to say, how do you get to this point? And so I had to start doing some real inner work mm. and I did a lot of meditating. I found a lot of, um, ground, like, um, uh, guided meditations mm-hmm. and, um, that really helped, like helped me. And uh, I was doing therapy and, um, I wasn't coaching quite yet, like my own coaching. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was doing therapy and, between that and I found this book um, called Conscious Uncoupling, which it actually really was about connecting with yourself and, and going back through your story and trying to figure out how you get to this point and then releasing it. And like, so it was, it was really deep transformational work for me. Like I didn't want to dwell mm-hmm. in, cause like I've told you, I'm optimistic. I don't like staying down yeah. and I don't, like I, I try to find, I don't want to say that good. there's nothing good in separating, but I tried to find like something that I could grasp onto that wouldn't pull me down because it's very easy to go down a negative spiral and blame Absolutely. the other person and just get into that, that blaming, like you did this, you like, you know, so right. I didn't want to do that because there is a part in it that my life journey played a part in and so that's the work that I really did and it helped me move through it and it helped me heal and um I think if I go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I I think that if I hadn't left when I did I wouldn't have been able to really get into that yeah because I I just wouldn't have had the space or the comfort or the or the safety of really being able to you know get deep and cry and just feel it all (laughs) right like I let myself feel everything that was wrong I let myself feel it all so I if I hadn't left I don't think I would have been able to to really get through the healing that I did well there's a couple of things that come to mind as you share that and one is that (laughs) when you when you when life um plays out in certain ways we learn how to become strong right Mm -hmm. we learn how to evolve and transform into being someone who's more skilled at something than we were before who can handle more than we did before who we just get stronger right but sometimes one of the trade-offs that we get in in that um that journey of becoming a stronger woman is is that we don't always 
step into that feel everything space, Mm. right? Because part of becoming stronger is handling more and taking Mm -hmm. on more and, um, and letting some of the, the seemingly little things pass by and you deal with the bigger things, right? Mm. But when you get into these moments of, you know, personal crisis like this, where life just kind of stops and you have to go to those places of feeling each and everything through it, that's the new strong. That's the the strong you didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. It's the strong of I'm willing to face all of it so that I can see what's on the other side of this, what yeah. comes next. And you and I have also talked about how there are these transitions in life that we know are coming, like our kids getting to a certain age, we know that they're going to go to college, you know, we know Mm -hmm. they're going to move out one day, we know, you know, there's, there's these predictable transitions in life that we sort of have um, an inner gauge for, where we go, okay, that one is coming soon, I'm preparing myself, and I'm going to flow with it, and I'm going to move through it, right? And then there's these catastrophic transitions, where Mm you don't know where the hell it came from (laughs) and you weren't expecting it and you really didn't want it. And, um, and you really aren't prepared for what comes in that transition. Mm -mm. And it sounds to me like this was one of those moments where that transition became the ultimate space for your now transformation as to who you chose to be who you found in that time. Um, yeah. I know because I was with you during much <laughs> of that period of time that yeah. you would never say, I want to be here. But sometimes mm-hmm. when we can, when we look back, we go, gosh, but if it wasn't for that sacred space I was in, I wouldn't it's, be here, right? It's such a weird dynamic when you think about it. It's like you hate for that thing to happen, but you also know like I, I honestly felt like it had to happen. Like mm. I, it's a weird, I, I can't explain the two conflicting thoughts, but right. it's like, I hated that it happened and I hated going through it, but like I knew it needed to happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. one of the things that I realized it brought me to was like, I was basically existing in my life. Right. I wasn't living it. I was doing all the things that I should have been doing. You know, I was being a wife, mother, employee, a friend. I did all the things that, um, I thought that I should be doing and I wasn't doing anything for myself. Mm. Right. And like I said, I didn't advocate for myself. I didn't push to be compensated at work I didn't push for anything I just existed to the point of like just being okay right and um that's one of the things that kind of changes it's like everything kind of it kind of takes the bottom out of you (laughs) when you're going through this and so that was one of the things Mm -hmm. it's like okay I'm really just existing in this life and then like you said we kind of this was when this was happening is when I started bike I think I was so grateful for for that time. Like it's funny because I had a choice of choosing the May or October mm-hmm. um, enrollment yeah. for Bica, and I decided to do October, and everything started falling apart in May. Mm. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that I didn't do it in May because yeah. I would not have, you know. And then 
by October, I kind of, it was a great distraction, right? Cause I had started like that whole summer. I started doing that work, that inner work and yeah. then discovering Bica. Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, like, I felt like, I'm like, how did they know to connect us? Cause we <laughs> were so in, like, I just felt like an instant connection. It's yeah. like just talking. Like, I think within the first like yeah. time we talked, we were yeah. like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, is, this, this worked. They did this it right. <laughs> and so like, it was just, it was, it was, it was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, you know, it was more than just learning the skills of coaching, Absolutely. right? It was learning about myself, right? Well, you have to so, dive in and in the process of learning to be a coach, like those, those, you know, one, two, threes of, <laughs> of being a coach, <laughs> You had to really dig into who you were and what you were going to offer the world in that coaching. Uh-huh. And and all of us struggled a bit. I think we came in thinking we were going to be this kind of coach. And the more work we did, we're like, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I got to bring that along. Oh, I got to leave that behind. You know, yeah. like it, it was just such a... Um, it, it was, even though we were in school, it was like we were being life coached that entire time. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I think about what she went through during that time and I'm like, yes, for a space that was requiring you to dig into who is Athena, this was the space for it. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Like, I mean, I went to college, but I hadn't been really doing any education mm-hmm. In how many years? And so I was like, I feel like I am back in school but this <laughs> time. I really like what I'm learning. Right? So it was like really cool. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was transformational. So between that and the coaching at work, I'm like, this is it. Like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I was working on these side projects that kind of also fed into, okay, I knew I wanted to create something that I could do at work that would, that would mend, like it would you know, be coaching and also working with the organization. I love the organization I worked yeah. for. I, I believed in it, but I felt like there could be space for coaching and yeah, yeah. and also the process side of it. Like I, I kind of really was like, I think I can pitch something to my boss. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and I had this whole ready. I'm like, okay, I scheduled, like I'm ready to have career discussions. Like I was ready. You were ready to advocate for Athena. I was ready to advocate for myself. And I I had like started talking to people about learning different jobs. I'm like, this could fit where I work. Like I could completely do all of this and then build my little business on the side and coach on the side and like still coach at work. Like it was like, it was all coming together for me. So I had scheduled my career discussion with my manager and I had to keep getting rescheduled, which is normal, right? I mean, they're busy. And then... We, we, we scheduled it again and then we canceled and then he scheduled a meeting with me. And in that meeting, I found out that I was losing my job. <sighs> this was the height of COVID. Like it was, it was, I honestly think COVID probably um, delayed the layoffs because, mm. <laughs> you know, I, you, when you work in a corporation, as long as I have, you see it happen every year <laughs> or so. So it wasn't like anything, like, I know it could happen anytime. I know that there's, you know, no guarantees, 
But I was really like, oh my gosh, like it, it just caught me off guard. And mind you, no one really knew that I had separated from my husband. It's not something that I shared mm. with my boss, with anyone, like no one knew. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked. Like it was, like I said, even though I know there's no guarantees, it happening was like a complete shock. At a moment where you were ready to say, ready. let's go to that next level. I'm ready. Let's do this. I was so ready. I had my, pre- my presentation uh, ready. Like I had done research and I was like, I'm doing this. This, is, this. this makes sense. And I was gutted. Like I was like, wow, wow, like wow. And so I made the, this, you know, me and Craig, we made the decision. I moved back. Um, because I just didn't want that stress of, you know, yeah, yeah. We're basically, you know, having two households were right, right. <laughs> we're supporting, and so we, I kind of made the decision. Let me just move back because it was it, the timing was pretty good too. Because my lease was just it had just been almost a year, and my lease was just about up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm ready now because I have done the work. I got stronger, and I know, like, I knew things probably weren't gonna go back but I still needed this space to be able to explore because at this point I'm like okay I feel like everything happens in this divine timing and now that I have the space like I can actually start really building a business right yeah full time like you know but what happened after that I wasn't expecting I went into a depression and um between i mean and honestly we also had covid right so all of our lives changed yeah so it was like the kids are doing online school the you know my daughter's graduation which was actually really cool she ended up graduating and they we um the graduation was at the Daytona International Raceway. So we got to ride the racetrack. So it was actually really cool <laughs> wow. yeah. graduation, but it still wasn't the same. Not so it was like everybody's had. lives had turned upside down. Yeah. And um, so when I actually, when I moved back after, you know, the whole hustle and bustle of moving back and I was still working, but I moved back before my last day. And after my last day, um, I think a few days had passed and I just went into this depression like it was a little bit of a depression because it's like my identity as an IBMer was gone like I don't have to wake up and read emails like it was just so weird and Um, so sudden and And so I imagine disorienting like okay where (laughs) because it's like it's not like you know it's like you know you get the call and it's like 30 days (laughs) (laughs) that's it and so like I said in my in my mind I was like you know what this is going to be my opportunity to really, this is what, you know, I planned for. Like, and I actually now have the skills to do it. So I felt like, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I felt divinely guided my whole career. Like I've yeah. always had these positions that gave me these skills, even though I never knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> I think everything along the way positioned me for this. Yeah. Right. And then I actually did figure it out and it was like, that's it. So I think, you know, in my mind, like thinking about it, it's like, okay, this is it. This is where I, I flourish and I, I do my thing. <laughs> and that was my plan. 
but I, it wasn't my plan to actually go through this, I don't know, identity crisis, because yeah. I am still going through separation and eventually divorce. So within a few months, we were divorced and it just kind of rocked me. Yeah. And I was like, who am I? <laughs> like, I go back to, yeah. who are you? Yeah. And so it was a whole nother transformation that I had to kind of, I kind of got back into like the coat. So at this point now I'm co- I'm getting coaching because coaching is amazing and I'm co- getting counseling. And of course I had you and friends and family yeah, that yeah. kind of helped me get through, but it's like, I had to get back to who I was at my core and, you know, it, it kind of all settled. Like, this is who I want to help. I want to help women who are going through transitions in their life reconnect to themselves Mm. because that's what I was missing. I was missing that relationship with myself. And even though I had started doing that inner work um, in the beginning, like you said, remember when we first went into coaching, we knew what we wanted to do and then it kind of changed. It did that for me too. Like I kind of had this thought of, you know, of always reconnecting with themselves women reconnecting with themselves. But after what happened with me, I'm like, so many transitions happen in our lives. And especially around this age, right? I think women in their 40s, late 30s, 40s, there's this period of time. And it's like, I talk to people, it's like, everybody's questioning their jobs, their relationships, their, you know, kids are getting older. And it's like, you kind of get into this period of, who am I now that my kids are older, they don't really need me as much. I don't know about my relationships, you know, my friendships, like my work, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? So you kind of get to this point. I'm like, this is who I want to help. I want to help women going through all kinds of life transitions. It doesn't have to be marriage or career, but we all go through these transitions in our life. So I just want to help them reconnect with themselves. Right. And then, you know, you gain clarity on what you want and you have that courage and that confidence to go for it. So that's what I kind of settled on. And it took me a while. Like I said, it took me yeah. many years to get here, but I think going through this transition and transformation is what led me here today. So now it's like, okay, this is who I want to help. I, I want to help women. And now I have the skills to do it, but I also have my own transition and my own transformation that I can pull from yeah. that can help. I hope. And that's what yeah. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to help and support others. And again, I think at my core, I love supporting people. I, that's why I liked being an assistant. Yeah. That's why I struggled when I didn't have, I felt like I didn't matter. Like what I did didn't matter. Mm. It's because I like supporting people. I like helping. And so I want to help people create space. And I think another, another main major thing is finding that joy in your life, right? So you go through, that's one of the things I remember one of the questions is, what do you, what brings you joy? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like mm. one of those, you know, reflection questions is what brings you joy? And, and that was one of the things we coached on. You yeah. coached me on um, finding joy in your day. And so it doesn't have to be these big elaborate things. Mm-hmm. It can really be little simple things that can bring you joy every day. So I want to help create space for that and help build your life around creating little pockets of joy. And then also going after what you want, right? So it's really about reconnecting with yourself and then gaining clarity on, okay, 
what do I want to do with myself yeah. now? What's, what's next? And so that's what I want to work through. And, and my program is going to be called Awaken Your Soul because it's really about awakening that yeah. soul in you to, to get to your next. Well, your and next I think we're very used to another word for these transitions, this particular s- space in life. And it's been, <laughs> it's kind of a negative word, but it's midlife crisis. Right? Yes. <laughs> where we where we have a bit of an identity crisis because we start out a certain way um, with things that we may uh, love, things that we're chasing, dreams that we've formed. And we also somewhere in that just have to do life. We have to pay the mm-hmm. bills. We raise the kids. We do the things that they love as well. You know, the, mm-hmm. the things that they're interested in. Um, we join lives with other people, partnerships, marriages, different things like that. And, and sometimes we get to this space, um, like you said, in the kind of that age group, um, like 35 to like 50, where all of a sudden you're like, what, wait, mm-hmm. who, who am I? <laughs> what do I like? <laughs> and I think that the beauty of that question that you bring up, um, what do I find joy in? What brings me joy today? Um, sometimes we just stop paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are those little windows, those little secret pathways back to who you are is remembering what you find joy in. And mm-hmm. then um, I love your description of awaken um, because it's this, it's not like it's completely new. It's like bringing it back to life, you know, bringing it, resurrecting it. And, yeah. um, and one thing I know about you, Athena, is when you need a good listener, when you need someone who is intuitive to hear the thing that you're not hearing yourself, that's what you've done for me. You hear deeply. You hear the soul. So I think what you're creating is not only a beautiful gift to the world, but it's truly aligned with who you are. And it's truly um, an overflow of all those personal awakenings that you've had um, throughout this time, backed by a whole lot of strength, a whole (laughs) lot of resilience and, and wisdom. You know, there's, there isn't a whole lot that you haven't experienced um, and in one way or another, positive or negative. And, um, and I, I think that because of the, the kind of person you are who likes to see the good and the beauty in the day or in the circumstances, that you've allowed that to be fuel for what you do next. Um, it yeah. didn't hold you back. It may have knocked you down for a little while, but in that yeah. you still looked for you. And I, so I think about people who get the opportunity to work with you as, um, as such an, a privileged opportunity to be supported into the, to the new, um, exciting version of themselves that they want to be. So, so how, uh, what, what, like the details of the biz, what are you, um, what are you doing? Where can people find you? Mm-hmm. How can they connect with you? Um, they've 
connected with your story. They're like, yes, I need to talk to Athena. What does that look like for them? Where do they, where do they go? So right now I'm might we'll be launching my website very soon. So I'm really excited about yeah. that. It's been a labor of love. Yes, it's um, a beautiful labor of love. I it love really it. is. And it's 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 interesting. Like we've talked about this. Building a business is is a lot, yeah. but I've enjoyed the process of it because I've had the time and space to really yeah. dig into it. Um, but yeah, so I'm not completely active now, but I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn, Athena okay. Polanco. And, um, and I'm, I'm guessing you'll put them in the show notes. I am. So I'm going to put them in the contact. show notes. Yeah. And but then yes, I'll, I'll update I'll it be, when your website's live too. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll be active really soon. Like I said, I've been in that kind of the creation mode. So I'm not really in social media, but that is my next step is once I launch and start really connecting with, mm-hmm. with people, which is something but you I are, love to do. You are open to clients even uh, without absolutely. your website being live. So if somebody wants to connect with you, um, the, the links that I'll put in the bio will, um, will get them there so that they can absolutely. reach out to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. And like you said, I do feel like I'm completely aligned with this is what, you know, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. I want to help and support and just really, you know, put ourselves first. Like I think so many of us don't put ourselves first and think that we can't. Yeah. And I think both things can be true. You can put yourself first and fill your own cup and you can serve the people in your life Yeah. with joy. Like, you know, so I think, you know, when you, when you tap into that and really think, you know, putting yourself first is really important. Yeah. And then you can, you know, you can be a better service. You're not going to be how many times have you been cranky and yeah. frustrated? And it's like, when you really think about it, you're cranky and frustrated and stressed because you're not filling your own cup first. Right. And you're working and you're doing things from, from depletion. And so I want to help you do those things from a full cup and really create space for you to do those things from a full cup and be in joy and happy. Mm. Beautiful, Athena. Oh, I I am so excited for what's ahead for you. Um, Because I know it's not, it hasn't been an easy journey to get there. But what you are doing next is a direct um, overflow of the transformation that you have experienced through your transition. And that's a beautiful story. So, well, thank you you for sharing. Because I know that these are... These are vulnerable things that we share about our lives. Yes. Um, but I also believe that they're powerful because somebody else is saying, that's my story. That's yeah. what I connect with. And now I know who I can talk to. Now I know who gets me. And yeah. um, so, well, I... hope I, it's helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it has helped me. So my life is, is better for having you in it. In fact, my husband keeps oh. asking me, when are you going to actually meet her in person? Because oh. we were supposed to meet at our graduation and then COVID hit and we oh. didn't meet. And, um, and oh, he's like, have Hawaii you... Adventure. I, I, know. I was so, I was so looking forward to meeting yeah. you and everyone in Hawaii. Like, uh, I just, I was just excited. Like, first of all, going to Hawaii. Well, yeah, like come on. My dream vacation. <laughs> 
and then getting to meet you and hug you and hold you and just like, oh. <laughs> and then this stinky little virus decided yes. to do its thing. So we still have um, a trip we owe each other um, to be able yes, to meet in do. person. But <laughs> in the meantime, we'll do the virtual thing and stay yeah, connected. I'm so grateful for our relationship. I Me really too. am grateful for you. Me too. So, oh, okay. Well, you. here's to your new business and let's see what happens. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and may you keep connecting all the beautiful parts of you.